Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Today's Vision Sunday. Uh, I love this day. I love to uh, uh, give thanks and reflect and and uh, and plan and dream. So when you came in, uh, you should receive one of these. It's called Hope at Home. It's kind of our Vision Sunday brochure. It's got some information on there. They will be available after service if you did not get one. But please grab one of those. Give you some uh, points throughout the message, but also to uh, for prayer as well. I want to say uh, thanks to our team, Vision Sunday. We worked hard on this all week. Plus, we were were releasing our internship information, so it's been a very busy week around here. So just want to say uh, thanks uh, to the team, and you'll see a lot of their work. I want to say thanks to Matt Cave, who did a lot of video work for us as well. So as I mentioned, today is Vision Sunday, and if you're new, uh, we do this once a year, so it's not necessarily a sermon kind of uh, it's kind of a, uh, you know, Vision Sunday allows me the platform to talk to the church about the church. So I, I love this day. It's a day that we remember and we reflect and we celebrate and give thanks for all that God did in our midst last year. And what happened last year, we'll talk about it in a moment, was amazing. But I think it was foundational to what God wants to do in 2023. So we reflect and we give thanks, but today is also a day to cast vision, dream, believe, and pray. Great things happen when you pray, dream, plan, and believe, and that's what we're going to do today. So I have a shirt. It's got vision on it. You can't see the bottom of it, but when I read it, man, it just struck in my heart. It says the only way to discover the limits of the possible is to go beyond them to the impossible. That's where visions and dreams and faith take you beyond mathematical equations into a supernatural place that only God God can meet the need. So that's where we're headed. If you're, uh, John Acuff says, if you're going to risk something and maybe fall or fail, fail at something that matters. Fail gloriously so that even in failure, lives are changed. Amen. So let me just say, we serve a God who is not nervous about vision and dreams. He's not wringing his hands going, where will I get the money to pay for that? How will that happen? Let me tell you, he is not nervous about mountains in the future. He is not nervous about walls and obstacles. He's not nervous about empty tombs. He is a God of miracles and the miraculous and plenty of resources. Let me say that to you. He just says, follow my leading. Do my will and I will take care of everything else. Now you've heard the 
passage in Proverbs that says when there's vision, people perish. I love the version in the message that says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When you follow the Lord, there is a blessing that that rests upon that. So today, you know, we are thankful for those that previously served and have attended here for a while. Let me say, we stand tall on the shoulders of those that have served in previous decades and generations. This church is 80 years of age, okay? And we are thankful for the heritage and the foundation, the vision and the faith of previous generations. Now, we have many that have been at this church a while, but we have two that are here today that I want to recognize. That is Lamar and Caddy Creel. They were the pastors here, yes. <clears throat> they were the pastors here for 25 years. Lamar, I understand some of your gray hair. Let me just say that, because I'm pastoring some of the same folks out there. So, uh, so we, we want to say thanks. To whatever is in the future, we say thanks to those who've been before us and they've prayed and they've given and they've, you know, they've blood, sweat, and tears. But, but that's why vision is important today because it's foundational to the church of tomorrow. We don't want people to look back in 10 years and go, man, that bunch in 2023, what were they doing? Wings and golf? Is that all they were doing? So as we start this today, Vision Sunday allows me the platform to hit a couple of things that I like to do at least once a year, and, and I want to uh, mention those to you. Uh, so, uh, so if you'll just give me, give me a moment. One thing, I think it's in your book that's there. I like to remind people of God's design for your life, okay? God's design. You want to know what God's will for your life is? We're going to take some biblical precepts and concepts, and I'm going to give them to you really quickly. Number one, follow Jesus, all right? As individuals, we have discovered hope, forgiveness, and purpose through our relationship with Jesus. You want to know God's will for your life? Come to the cross and know Jesus. Follow Jesus. If you're far away, come to Jesus. If you're run away, come back and follow him. Come to him. Those of you that have heard it all your life but you've never moved, man, this could be your moment. Be open to that. It's God's will for every person to follow Jesus. The next part. In God's design uh, for, your, for your life is growing or grow in faith. Starting a relationship with Jesus is just the beginning. Growing in your faith is a lifelong journey. So if you're new to faith in Jesus, this is not the end. It's only the beginning. You haven't reached the pinnacle. You've just started. So there are different pathways for you to begin to walk and grow. And that's for everyone. We're going to talk about it in a greater way in coming weeks. That would be water baptism, worship, prayer, scripture reading, encounters with the Holy Spirit, faithfulness attendance, tithing and giving, sharing our faith. So regardless of how long you've been a follower of Jesus, there is still a plan for your kind of growth and maturing. Another part of God's, uh, God's design for us is connect with other believers. 
We intentionally build relationships with others to have fun, grow in faith, and be an encouragement to others. There's nothing better than worshiping with friends and family. Coming to church where you know people and you feel uh, feel connections. So we want you to, to, to meet people and have relationships. I believe it will be beneficial to you. But it's not only about what you get from those relationships. When you are connected to others, you release your gifts, your passion, your personality. You can be a blessing to others as well. So the connection in the body is important. If you just attend, if you're just online, that's good. But there's a next step for you relationally. The next part of God's design for you is discover your gifts and purpose. We are a unique design from God. Understanding our distinct purpose and function is an exciting part of the journey. So God has wired you and everyone in different ways. He's made you creatively. Uh, for the work of God, for the church, you know, and in your life, everyone has different natural talents, unique life experiences, spiritual experience, spiritual gifts, you know, and that, that discovery part of that is important. So if you're going, hey, I don't know kind of what my gifts are or what ministries or where I should go, then, then come see our team. Let us help you. We've got different ways that you can kind of discover your gifts and, and placement in the body. So come see us. The last part of that, God's design is serving others, serve others. We find greater joy in serving others than we do for living ourselves. That, that doesn't sound like makes sense in this day and age, but I'm just telling you, there's a joy that comes from giving and serving others. So once we discover our gifts and our purposes, we find a place to serve God in the church, outside the church. So very quickly, that's God's plan and path. That's his design. Follow Jesus. Grow in faith. Connect with other believers. Discover your gifts and purpose and serve others. So, man, if we would love to talk to you about that journey. Maybe if you stalled or maybe if you're a little uh, new to faith, we'd love, we've got a plan and a pathway for you to kind of jump on that path. So we wanted to mention that. Also, another part that I like, uh, at, at Vision Sunday, I like to talk about our church values. Core values are priorities, beliefs, unique goals, and characteristics that define who we are and what's important to us as a church. Every church is built and made just a little bit differently. Every church has special qualities kind of that reveal its uniqueness. So we want to go over our core values today. We put it on video so you can watch. Uh, as you can tell, we brought in some highly paid actors to uh, on screen, so it's quite a cost to that. So, uh, no, that's our core values. There's some things that are unique to that that are about our church. So those things are those things are important to us. So just wanted to mention that, and then also just want to mention as well our purpose statement. Why do we exist? Why are we here? And our purpose statement is loving God, loving people serving the world. That's why we're here. That's why we come on Sunday. It's not about us. It's about us connecting to God. It's about loving community, and it's about serving serving our world. So uh, that's kind of the front part of this. Now I want to take a moment, and I want to look back at, at 2022. So we're looking back, and we're giving thanks. So we're just going to start that with a kind of a video of uh, some of the events in, uh, of, of last year. Let's play that. Amen. It was a good year. That's for sure. That's for sure. I have a few other 
things to talk about last year. Uh, <clears throat> uh, historic giving. Historic giving. 2021, our total giving, all funds to our church was $965,000. 2021. 2022, for the first time in our history, we passed $1 million in total giving. $1,136,967. All right, so 17% increase over the past year. Our giving in uh, uh, missions and, and benevolence in 2021, our total giving for missions, outreach, evangelism, and benevolence. That's everything that we give away, okay, Do, give, give away to others. In 2021, that was $237,805, okay? This past year, our total, our total giving for that same fund, $403,125. It's a 65% increase, okay? Presently, at the, end of, at the end of 2022, we support 108 missions and missionaries around the world on a monthly basis. 108 at the end of the year. At the end of the year, through our faith promises, we have 77 families that give to missions on a monthly basis. That's the most that we've ever, that we've ever had. In 2022, our faith promise totals were uh, $4,842 in, excuse me, in 2021. 2022, our monthly faith promise totals from November $7,660, which means we can add through our faith promise giving another 30 missionaries this year. All right? We've already started that process. BGMCs, Pastor Bo, they had a record year. Just our kids, they gave $21,000 to missions. $21,000. We have a couple little videos that we want to show you real quick. Hey kids at Generations Church, God bless you guys. This is Zach Ricks here in Honduras. I want to say congratulations for setting your all-time BGMC giving record this past year. You guys have been such a blessing to us here in Honduras. You can see the school behind me for deaf kids in San Pedro Sula, this two-story yellow and blue building. We're almost done. We're just finishing the last few details, and next month we'll be having the dedication of this school. Many deaf kids will come here, receive an education, and most importantly, they will meet Jesus and know that he loves them and has a big plan for their lives. And it's all been made possible because of you, because of your BGMC giving. So keep up the great work, and we really appreciate you here in Honduras. Hey, Generations Church. My name is Scott Berkey, and I am excited and so thankful for all of the hard work your boys and girls have done. As you celebrate together, what an incredible thing. For Africa's children, you raised $12,000 for structures. That represents five or six structures, five or six churches where boys and girls can now gather together out of the sun and out of the rain and under a children's church roof of all their own to celebrate and learn about the love of Jesus. And I'm also excited. 
I'm so, so, so proud of you for doing such an incredible job and setting a brand new record BGMC giving of $21,000. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do in 2023 for the kingdom of God. Asante sana, namungu awabariki sana. Hey, Jim. Amen. So I want to introduce you to two of the heroes uh, that had a great part in the $21,000 raising. Number one, this is Callan Taylor. Callan, with his vast network and family connections, raised a little less than $7,000 himself. Yeah. Amen. If, Cal, if you took Callan's amount... And put it with the other churches. Callan himself would have been in the top 20 of all churches just by himself. He went on a cruise when they did their fun run. He was doing laps on the cruise. Boy, take a day off. Bo is grinding these kids. So, Callan, we want to say thanks. This is Connor Renner. Connor's up here because every Sunday, Connor brings his buddy barrel, the little yellow barrels, and they're supposed to scrounge throughout the week in your household and find dollars and cents. Some of it's legal. Some of it's probably not legal. You know, but Connor brings it every week. Sometimes it's got cash. Sometimes it's got like potato chips and old chewing gum, you know, but he brings it every week. Let me just say this. In the Old Testament, where you bring any gift to the offering, is, uh, to the church as a sign of worship. We only do currency here. So uh, I want to say thanks to you guys. You guys did a great job. I've got something for you. I've got a Chick-fil-A card for you. A Chick-fil-A card for you. Don't tell everybody next door. You know exactly what they're going to do when they walk in. But we want to celebrate you guys. We want to say thanks for your heart for missions in BGMC. Would you give these guys a great hand this morning? God bless you. Amen. Amen. Our students this past year, our, our uh, high school students, uh, they gave $3,400 to speed the light. We had some staffing transition uh, this past year, but they, they gave money to the Jerusalem School of the Bible. It's a Christian-run school in a Muslim part of uh, Bethlehem, and we, we provided uh, some equipment uh, for that through Speed the Light. Uh, you saw the uh, we, we went to Garagoa, Columbia last Last year, we built a church. Not only did we build a church, but we took over $10,000. We raised $10,000, sent it there. We paid for the construction cost and then took the team to help build. You saw the recap video on the Holy Land. Not only did we see the wonderful sites there, but there was a missional focus. We met in the Holy Land with missionaries uh, to the Muslims, to Jewish people, to the Druze, uh, who are uh, ex, kind of expatriated from Syria. We visited Jerusalem School of the Bible, so we just had a great time. So I just want to say thank you for your giving. We are having a global impact. You know, God has given us that from Tennessee Street, and your investment, every time you give a dollar and the gospel is preached, there is something that goes in on your ledger when you stand before, when you stand before the Lord. Jesus said, anyone who sacrifices houses, 
his lands in this life will receive a blessing to the, in the life to come. So thank you, historic giving. Another part of 2022, we continued our project renovation. We've been, if you're new, we have a 40-year-old uh, building next door that we've kind of been renovating. So part of that was we renovated our preschool, our pre-K classroom for our kiddos. We were so excited about that. Uh, with that new flooring, it makes it even louder up around my office. But we have, a, you know, just a great, great place and a great space for them. Also, we did the outdoor cafe. We kind of did some remodeling to give us some space outside of our cafe, a place that you can enjoy and, uh, and uh, uh, have, have coffee, donuts, another time. Also, this kind of project renovation, but when it's all said and done, we will have spent $35,000 on new plumbing and uh, modernizations to the holding pond, okay? Now, let me say, that hurts me to say that as much as it hurts you to hear it. So, do me a favor, when you drive past the holding pond that the city made us come back and redo, go, that is so pretty. They did such a great job. That will just make me feel better, okay, about that. So uh, also something else, connect groups. We had two of our largest semesters back-to-back -back of, of connect groups, more involvement in, the, uh, in 2022, thankful about that. But also I think the best part about that, about last year, was that we had this unusual spiritual awakening in our church. Sometime about the spring, God began begin to stir something deep in our church. We saw God do healings. We saw God do miracles. There was like a, a fresh anointing upon this house. There was a new intensity and faith and hunger uh, in our people. And on, on Wednesday night, our prayer, we just saw God move powerfully in our services. So I want to thank God for that. So I want to take a moment. I want to stop. If you're a regular attender here at Generations Church, we're going to stop right now because we want to take a moment and we want to give thanks to God in heaven for his favor, his blessing, and his hand upon us. Across this building, would you just take a moment and praise him? Would you just praise him this morning? Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise this morning. We give you praise this morning. You're so good to us, Lord. With resources, Lord, you poured your spirit out. Lord, your presence was in this house. Salvations and miracles and God, the impact we know, Lord, does not come from the talent in this room, Lord. That comes from the hand of God. And we are very careful this morning to give you the glory and the honor and praise. One more time, Generations Church, would you thank him this morning? We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Well, let's look forward to the future for a few moments. So let's look at 2023. So uh, we have some special services and days coming up. First of all, April the 2nd, we have former New York Mets outfielder Daryl Strawberry who's going to come and he's going to be sharing. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, you, if you watched him play, he was excellent on the ball field, but he had a chaotic life that he found hope and peace through Jesus Christ. He's going to be with us on April the 2nd uh, and share his testimony that particular morning. August the 27th is Keith Hall is going to be here. Now, many of you know Keith, but you don't know maybe a journey that he's been walking through depression 
depression and anxiety and fear. And that Sunday is going to be a day dedicated to emotional and spiritual and I mean emotional health and uh, uh, spiritual health as well. He's going to share his journey. But we're going to we're going to pray for people who are kind of walking through fear and anxiety and discouragement and depression. Also, we have evangelist Peter Reeves. Uh, does a lot of our camps. He's going to be with us September. Uh, also, uh, we've got the Nicaragua trip that's coming up uh, just in a few weeks. We're going to go build another church. We've got a team that's already prepared for that. Uh, we, we have a little less than $10,000, about $9,500. If that, uh, We'd love to take at least ten or more. If God moves on your heart, you can contribute uh, to that. We would love to talk to you about that. Also, we have a family trip that is coming up this summer to Antigua. It's one of the poorest islands in the Caribbean, okay? So we're going. We, we're going to do uh, mega sports camp. We're going to do school assemblies. We're going to do a food distribution called Bags of Hope that they already have. We need you to go. We probably need about five more people to make this trip go. We've already had some, some sign up, but we need a few more uh, for the task that we have at hand. Now, our board believes in the, uh, the long-term impact of missions trips. So if you are, you know, middle school, high school, college-age student, we want to give you a $200 scholarship. Okay, we'll give you 200 bucks off your trip because we want you to go. Money can be tight, but we want to make that investment because we believe in the long-term impact of, uh, of missions trips. All right, something else, project renovation. This upcoming year, we're kind of working through our building. Now it's time. We've done all the public areas, and we want to do the church office. It is desperately needed in our staff offices. When you go in our church office, it reminds you of your office in middle school when you got in trouble. All right, so we, we need to finish out the building there. So our plan this year is our church office and our staff offices. If God lays any amount on your heart, we would appreciate that. Also, uh, strategic investments in the next generation. Uh, if you are uh, elementary school age, middle school, high school, and you want to go to camp, we're going to give you a $100 scholarship for that. I know it's expensive. We want to help because we believe in camp. We believe in exp uh, extended times and the altars and prayer and everything that camp, you know, uh, offers. So our, our church will invest $100 in that if you'll, if you'll go to camp. And to some parents, we know that that's a, a help and we want to do that. We want to continue our prayer on Wednesday night. God's doing powerful things. We've been doing this for over eight years. We sing three songs of worship and then we pray and believe God. And I just think some of the fruit of what we have seen is the prayer seed that has been put in the ground and watered with tears and intercession over the period of years. So we continue, uh, uh, continue to pray. Uh, Bo Walker came to me about a year or so ago and he said, hey, is there anything else that I can do beyond children's ministry? Do you have any other projects, anything that I can help? And I sat down with him and I gave him several projects uh, that he could work on outside of children's ministry. Uh, he came back to me at the first of the year this year. Hey, you got anything that, that I can do? I want to keep my skills sharp. So we want to announce to you this morning, Bo's got uh, some new responsibility. Bo is now an associate pastor, as long as children's pastor here. And we are thankful to have him. He's a huge help to me. Huge help to me. 
So, uh, you know, uh, any time you want to call at midnight to 8 a.m., I told him that's his new responsibility there. So I'm going to put his number up on the screen. No, I'm not going to do that because so, he has triplets. I did that for Megan, though. So, uh, so those are some great things about 2023, but there's some other things that, and we're happy about those, but there's, I want to talk about a specific area that we feel like, that we feel like God is leading, and that's why we called, called this Sunday uh, Hope at Home. <clears throat> Acts 1.8 says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So those in the upper room, they witnessed the powerful moving of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, the, the fire and the tongues, that powerful experience that happened in Acts chapter 2. But it was not just for the blessing of those that were in attendance. There was a, a far-reaching impact that that experience was, was intended for. In this passage, it is Jesus who, who makes that quote out of Acts 1.8. He specifically mentions four different areas and challenges for the church to reach. So there's an image that I want them to put up because he mentions four different areas. Number one, Jerusalem, which is the home community. It is the local city where they live. It is their neighborhood, their friends, their jobs, their neighbors, and their businesses. He said, reach Jerusalem. Then he said, reach Judea. Judea is the same basic culture, customs, food, language, but it's just, a, it's further away from the reach of the, of the local church, especially at that time when you were basically, you know, on foot. So it's just much further away. Then he mentions Samaria. Samaria was not necessarily geographically further, but it was culturally different and challenging. If you'll remember, the Samaritans were half Jewish, half Syrians, okay? So, and they were accepted by, they were accepted by neither. So there was great hostility, even so close to Jerusalem. If you'll remember, in the times of Jesus, they would walk around certain Samaritan villages because of the, the danger and the, the hostility. And then it says, to all the ends of the earth. So from that point, at the, the, the point that that passage was spoken about, Rome was 2,000 miles away. You probably never or hardly ever went from Jerusalem to Rome. Rome was a different religious system, a government that was hostile to God, uh, a godless system with Caesar sitting at the top. It was hostile to faith, and it was hostile to other nationalities. So Jesus says the Holy Spirit is given for you to reach those four areas. So if you look at concentric circles, kind of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Now I want to show you a footprint of our missions map right now. They'll put that on the screen and I want to talk to you about this. At the moment, we, we support 108 missionaries around the world. 79% of those are world missionaries. We, spend, we send a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars around the world. No problem at all. Because we're trying to reach five and a half billion people in Islam, Hinduism, communism, atheism. So 79% of all missions dollars or missions commitments, excuse me, go around the world. 21% of those are U.S. 
Missionaries, 21%. Out of that 21%, 13% of those reside in Florida. And out of that 13%, 8% of those are Tallahassee kind of based missionaries. So we want to cast vision today because we want to focus on Tallahassee. Our city needs Jesus, and this is our Jerusalem. So, amen. Give the Lord thanks. So this is not a choice. Jesus is not giving you a choice. He's saying do them all to the best that you can. So that's why we're calling this Hope for home. We believe that we are seeing emerging opportunities in our own community. We are seeing open doors, getting unusual calls and emails, unsolicited invitation for our help and our partnership. I really sense and feel like we are seeing the hand of the Holy Spirit help us to fulfill Acts 1-8 when it comes to our Jerusalem. He does not say just go but when you walk out into that invitation he calls people to come alongside he opens doors and he provides resources as well to accomplish the task we are seeing we believe previously closed doors that are now open to us I want Doris Beck to come Doris and George, they lead Street Hope. We started Street Hope in 2016. It is our uh, ministry to the homeless and hungry in our city. We started that before the pandemic. Uh, we were going twice a week to Lake Ella. We would cook food here and we would serve it to the homeless over at the pavilions of Lake Ella. I mean, this ministry has fed and touched thousands of people over the course of time. They've given clothes, prayer, they've built relationships with them. When COVID uh, happened, it shut everything down. You know, you couldn't do those public events anymore. They cut the pavilions down at Lake Ella, canceled our opportunity to be there. Not only that, the homeless community scattered. So post COVID, as we were trying to reboot this ministry, we could not get a pulse on kind of where our homeless people were at. But we feel like now, and Doris, we are seeing some emerging and open doors come back to us. So could, would you tell us about the opportunities that we have for Street Hope coming up? I tried for a year to get the city to give us permission to feed them again there. We didn't know how it was going to look or what. And I was just like, Lord, I mean, no, nothing was happening. Um, and then we have someone that used to work for the city that actually contacted someone. And a couple weeks ago, I got a permit to go back to Lake Ella to, to feed them. The only problem is we're starting February the 20th, and we can only do it through May. Because they say they're doing construction on Lake Ella. I don't know what that means. I don't know how long that's going to take. But we're walking through that door because if y'all seen the homeless that are out there, they're everywhere. Um, it's really sad that we lost, you know, contact with a lot of them, but we have been seeing them some. And thank you guys for taking the bags out because we did put a flyer in there telling them that we're going to start back feeding from February to May. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for believing in us. Because <laughs> sometimes you think, was this supposed to still go on? And it is. God is really opening doors all over. Talk about Hope Community. Okay. Yeah. 
um, through certain circumstances, I was able to um, get in touch with a lady that works with human trafficking, but also works with the Hope House. And they are a, if you haven't ever heard of the Hope House, it's right over by the homeless shelter. And it is a emergency homeless shelter for, it used to say women and children. There are men there that don't have a wife that have children. They have like 150 people there and they have like an 80 person wait list. These are homeless families that need to get in there. And God has opened the door for us to go and feed them once a month as well. Amen. So we feel like there are emerging opportunities for Street Hope to help with the homeless and the broken in our community. If that resonates with you, I want you to see Doris after the service. We'll be talking about more ways that you can be involved. Doris, thank you very much for what you guys do. Give them a hand this morning. Amen. I want Melissa, Melissa Dansale to come. Uh, several years ago, we took a trip to uh, Compact Family Services. It's our Assemblies of God kind of orphan care uh, facility. And while we were there, we really saw kind of the, uh, the system of foster care and institutional care. And uh, so when we came back, we were just asking the question, is there something that we can do as a church to help in this particular area? And I knew the first person that I was going to call on to kind of uh, investigate, and that's Melissa. Uh, she works for the state. She's the director of health care quality for children's medical services. So she is in charge of making sure that all foster care kids have proper medical care so Melissa did some investigation but also through that we launched GC families now we ministry to foster care now we didn't really know what we were doing you know but sometimes you just got to get out there and the Lord will kind of open the doors so Melissa we launched this thing and before long we had some network opportunities tell us about what happened yeah so I really didn't have a whole lot of connection to the local foster care agency even in my workplace and so I knew I needed to get in touch with them and so one of the things I did during that research phase in late 2021 is I went to um, uh, an event for foster care and just just to learn a little bit more about it um, and I also was able to network with Northwest Florida Health Network which is our foster care agency in town and just let them know when I was there hey here's our church we would love to help I don't know what with I don't know what all the needs are but just here's my name here's my information if anything comes up, just let me know. And then just like with anything, we plant the seed and we step back and we let God move. Yeah. And he really moved in a big way in 2022. So tell us about some of the events yeah, of 2022. So through a partnership with them, we've been able to do a lot of things. I'll list a few. So we've been able to do Easter baskets for kids and um, Christmas gifts. We were able to host four foster parent trainings so that foster parents could continue their license to foster kids. Um, we were able to um, buy and build a bed to be able to have a family to bring in a new foster uh, child. And we've been able to provide clothes for a child so that they could go to school the next day because they had nothing to wear. So those are just a few of the things that we've done. And uh, so these are emerging opportunities. We're still kind of, man, you know, feeling our way through this. Tell them about 2023. You've got a few things planned for GC families. Yeah, so we have a lot going on. We're going to increase our foster parent training. So instead of four last year, we're going to do six this year. Um, we've got a No More Orphans event that's coming up in May that we're going to host. It's a community event just to learn more about fostering and adoptions. We're really excited about that. 
We'll continue to do our Easter baskets, our Christmas gifts, um, and then just open with our new partnership to whatever needs that they have that we can help with. Amen. So GC Families is another way that we can help the foster care, adoption, uh, at-risk kids. And if you've got a heart for that, if that just resonates with you, I want you to see Melissa after service. Melissa, thank you for you and your team and what you do for GC Families. I want Kelsey Quinn to come uh, to the stage. Uh, Kelsey uh, has been on staff at our church since 2016. For the first four years, she was my administrative assistant, which was a wonderful blessing to her life. I just want you to know that. why did you laugh? Um, after that, she moved and transitioned. She became our office manager. Uh, she was working with uh, finance and bookkeeping. Uh, and Kelsey is going to have a changing role uh, within our staff. Uh, we send hundreds of thousands of dollars around the world to missions and missionaries to help with broken and hurting people. Kelsey, on the first week of March, will become our full-time missionary to the broken and hurting people of Tallahassee, Florida. So there's several things that she's going to be doing. First of all, she's going to move from our administrative team to our pastoral team. Kelsey's being ordained with the Assemblies of God in May. She's going to join our preaching team, and you'll see a bigger uh, role for her. But uh, part of this is that she will lead uh, outreach for human trafficking victims and at-risk women and children. This is a passion for her life, all right? So human trafficking is the exploitations of persons through force, fraud, coercion. Florida is the third highest state for human trafficking. So, uh, listen, not only is there kind of this institutional kind of trafficking, but also what we see a lot of it is that we've got women that are trafficking, selling their bodies to pay bills to take care of their kids or, unfortunately, to pay for drugs. But also, we're thinking, too, there are women that are on the brink. We're trying to prevent that as well. We don't want them to have to make that that awful decisions. So this is an emerging ministry that we've already seen some unusual open doors. It's not all figured out, but we see a pathway forward. We want to raise awareness for human trafficking in our church and in our community. We want to participate and partner with local organizations, one of which is called Christians Against Trafficking. Okay. Now we're hosting an event here in two weeks, February the 18th. It's a citywide event. Kelsey has helped coordinate this already. It's uh, from 9.30 uh, to 11.30 citywide that we want to talk about, pray about what is the answer to trafficking uh, uh, in our in our community. We also want to create and train a team from within our church to deal with the needs of human trafficking victims in our community. Listen, sometimes you have to help people out of the ditch before you can tell them about the love of Jesus and you got to be willing to go to places that are uncomfortable, a little sketchy, a little dangerous because valuable people are there. So we're going to make that we're going to make that in, uh, investment. So we're looking for those that have a heart uh, for for the trafficked in community would like to be uh, uh, maybe, maybe help in that area. Kelsey will also lead GC Reach. It is our community focused ministry that builds bridges and develops relationships through outreach opportunities. It's kind of evangelism. Uh, 
kind of team. We've done block parties and uh, being present at certain events, serve days, providing lunch to local businesses. We've had, you know, several different opportunities to serve with GC Reach. We've got a couple of events coming up. Springtime Tallahassee is coming up soon that we will have a, a tent. We will, we will uh, do an outreach there. Also, we have a block party in, our, in April coming up for Hope Community. Uh, going to have a lot of fun with all those families that, that Doris just mentioned. So we're looking for those that have a heart for outreach and evangelism. GC Reach has kind of been run by committee with Kelsey Bow and myself, but Kelsey will lead that. Also, Kelsey will lead the reboot of Living Free. Living Free is a ministry that offers hope and friendship to people to help prevent and overcome life-controlling issues, destructive behaviors, unhealthy relationships, substance abuse. We had this going for a period of time, had to shut it down, but we feel like the more that we get involved in our community, we are going to need, we're going to need a ministry that helps people kind of untangle in their particular lives. So we want to identify those in our church that could use this ministry. Also, we want to put together maybe a living free team that could talk about those individual needs here, but also we want to start back our small groups that we had and our our, our, uh, our groups that we, uh, our living free groups. So if you have a heart for those who are have a life controlling issue, a heart for the community in this area, we want to talk to you. Also, Kelsey will be the Generations Church uh, Community Relations Representative. I cannot keep up with all of the contacts of the different ministries and missions here. She will be our representative to our local Tallahassee missions and ministries and partner with them. That would be Good News Outreach, Maryland Oaks, right across the street, Transitional Housing, Good Samaritan Network, the Chelsea House, Faith-Based Residential Program for Women and Single Moms, the Women Pregnant, Women's Pregnancy Center, and those with unplanned pregnancies. We're seeing emerging opportunities here. If you have a heart for unplanned pregnancies or want to get involved in kind of the, you know, the pro-life movement. Uh, we, we are having opportunities here. We want to talk to you about that. She will, Christians Against Trafficking, Hope Community, Teen Challenge, local schools. She'll be our representative with both Sable Palm and Rudiger. Also, she'll be our missions director as well. Right now, we have 108 missionaries, and that is a lot of communication. The financial back end of that is daunting, so she will be our face to all of our missionaries. She will coordinate travel logistics, administrative support for all of our travel teams. She'll oversee communication and follow up with our faith promise partners. In addition with her free time, she will oversee our internship, our prayer team, and assimilation for new and returning guests. Those are some other things. But her primary responsibility will be missions and ministry in Tallahassee. She is here to do work on behalf of the church, but she's also here to raise up teams as well. How does all of this work? Okay, so Kelsey will transition from administration to her new role as a community outreach director. Okay, we have hired Sarah Campy. Sarah, would you stand? Sarah is uh, going to join us part-time. She's going to be working in finance and bookkeeping. She'll work three days a week. Uh, so publicly, Sarah, we welcome you to the team. Lexi Jones, would you please stand? Lexi now is my administrative assistant. That's why there's a smile on her face all the time. 
All right, so uh, Lexi will become our office manager and continue uh, being uh, my administrative assistant, working with administration in the office, but we will take some administrative tasks that are unique to Kelsey's role and shift those back, so we're trying to work this organizational Rubik's Cube. Uh, Lexi, thank you for your contribution to the team. Give her a hand. We, we love Lexi. So how do we pay for this. Last year, on six different occasions, I came to this platform and we gave away $25,000 in disbursements, okay? Uh, six different times. And we don't regret that, okay? We don't. We invest around the world. But we're going to take one of those disbursements that we send around the world to broken and hurting people, and we are going to keep that here so that we can provide support for a full-time missionary to our town. Tallahassee community. So I want to stop talking. I want to introduce to you and give her a moment to speak to you, our first full-time missionary to broken and hurting people in Tallahassee. Make Kelsey Quinn welcome this morning. Thank you. Well, I just first want to say I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And I'm very excited to be Generations Church missionary to our community. Many of you know that a few years ago, I started to pursue missions as a full-time career. I was actually going to go work with the Smoky Mountain Dream Center in East Tennessee. And, and I just have a heart for reaching, hurting, and broken, marginalized people. And so I was going to go work in Tennessee, and as I was getting close to actually taking that leap of faith, COVID hit. <laughs> and then there were some leadership changes at the Dream Center, and unfortunately, the doors closed. And I just, during that time, was praying that the Lord would show me the, the right plan and purpose that he had for me. And the Lord just reassured me that he had a plan. He had a plan. And he was working it out. But, you know, I never lost that heart for missions. I never lost that call. If anything, my heart just grew more to want to help people, to want to reach the lost. And if you would have told me back then that I would be standing here today accepting that I was going to be a missionary to our community, I would have never believed you. But it is only by God's grace. It is only by God's grace. Many of you know that you know, a ministry close to my heart is reaching and rescuing human trafficking victims. That was an area of ministry that was going to be my focus in Tennessee. And, you know, I, I didn't really know what that would look like here in Tallahassee. But when I said yes to the Lord, I'm telling you, supernatural doors have opened for our church to get involved in this area of ministry. I'm amazed at the open doors that God has just provided for us. Let me tell you, human trafficking, it's so real, and it is happening all around us. I've partnered with Christians Against Trafficking. It's a faith-based nonprofit, and its goal is to bring the body of Christ together to reach victims of trafficking here in Tallahassee. And just, uh, you know, just to give you some stories, a few weeks ago, there was a child from Hope Community right down the road on Pensacola Street. You're going to hear more about Hope Community. But there was a child that was being lured by a trafficker just a few weeks ago. And they were actually had planned a meetup on Pensacola Street. Who knows what would have happened, but thank God someone intervened. Someone 
caught that message and they were able to save that child's life. But I'm just painting the picture. It's real. It's real. Just last week, we got a call. There was a single mom of four that was escaping her trafficker. Her and her young children were all being trafficked. And they were starting over completely, had no money, no place, no clothes. And just last week, we were able to invest in them, to provide resources for them. And I'm just telling you, church, God is opening the door. And as the body of Christ, we're not just going to sit idly by, but we are going to confront this evil head on. And we are going to see souls come to know Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, church, God's opening doors. A few months ago, I had the opportunity to preach here on a Sunday morning, and I just felt, I shared my heart and just what I felt like God was saying in this season to our church, and I spoke out of Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, and I just want to read it again because I feel like it's relevant to this moment, what God is saying. It says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. A few weeks ago, I went to my last ordination interview, and at the end of the meeting, they prayed for all the candidates, all of our district leaders, and Um, one of the missionaries, she was praying for me, and she came up to me afterwards, and she said, are you a missionary? I was like, well, actually, kind of. You know, I didn't know what to say in that moment. It's a long story, right? But she said, well, when I was praying for you, she said, I felt like God said that you're about to break new ground, that what you are doing is something new that's never been done before. And I immediately thought back to Isaiah 43 and what God is saying in our church. He is doing something new. He is doing something new in our church and in our city. And God is looking for the one that says, here I am, send me. Send me to the hurting and the broken. Send me to the homeless. Send me to the victims of trafficking. Send me to help the orphan crisis. God is looking for the one. And I believe that we are on a tipping point of an outpouring of God's presence in our church. I believe that this change for our church, it's not just a change in, you know, personnel or change in the office, but it's a shift in the spirit. Amen. It's a shift in the spirit. And I believe that as we step out in obedience and we begin to go after the lost in this city, that we are going to see heaven invade this church. I believe that as we just begin to take care of the Father's business, he's going to take care of us, right? He's going to take care of us. You know, we've been praying for an outpouring. We've been praying for revival. And I just believe that this is the next step. As we step out and we're obedient, we begin to reach this city. We are going to see God do something so powerful in our church. You know, it's been spoken over this church several times that we would be a lighthouse to this city. And I believe we are closer than ever before fulfilling that word that's been spoken over our church. So here's my challenge to you. Because the fact is, this is much bigger than me. 
It's not about me at all, actually. It's not just about Kelsey's call. This is Generations Church call. God is calling us as a church to step out and reach the hurting and the broken. God is calling us as a church to make an impact in this city. And so I need a team of people. I need a team of people who say, yeah, I want to make a difference in this city. I want to step out and I want to reach the hurting and the broken and the forgotten about. I want to make a difference. God is looking for people who will respond and say yes to this call. And so I just want to take a moment. I want to share with you how you can partner in this moment and what God's doing in our church There's a hope at home card in the seat pocket in front of you. Go ahead and you can get it out and just begin to look at it. This is an opportunity for you to find out more information about the different ministries that God is opening for us to get involved in as a church. And so on this form, I just want you to just begin to look at it. If there's an area of ministry that's close to your heart, check mark that. Okay, and this isn't you signing up for it, but this is just you saying, hey, I want more information about this. You'll see there's a list of um, our GC ministries that we already have going on, GC Family, Street Hope, GC Reach, Living Free, and then we have some new community outreach ministries that God is opening up for us, human trafficking. We're getting involved in this area. Hope Community, I know you've heard that several times. It's a family emergency shelter right on Pensacola Street, and I'm telling you, God is opening a door for us to get involved in this community. I've I've partnered with Christians Against Trafficking. Um, they once a month go in and they just build relationships with the residents there. There's like over 70 kids on this campus. Like, it's, it's amazing. But I intend to go in and, you know, love on these people and bless me, but I always walk away blessed. It is such a joy and an honor to serve these people. And so if you have a heart for just hurting or broken, forgotten people, Hope Community is a great ministry for you to get involved in. If you have a ministry to reach women with unplanned pregnancies, look, I want women that find themselves in this situation to know that there's not a church, that we as a church, we're not throwing stones at them, but we love them and we accept them and support them. So if you have a heart for that, check that. We also, Van Ministry, we want to start that back up. Let me tell you one of the things that have come up as I've been at Hope Community. I've had families say, well, we don't have a ride to church. And, you know, I've told them, look, our church is right around the corner. And so we need van drivers. There's families who want to come to church. And so there's so many different areas of ministry for you to get involved in. So I just encourage you in this moment, again, this is not about me. This is a call for our church. And the Lord is asking you to respond. So I just encourage you to check mark, respond some way, find out more information. I also put, um, we need a community outreach lead team. Maybe there's many different areas that you're interested in. I would encourage you to be a part of our community outreach lead team. I need people that can help me plan some of our large events like the block party coming up and things like that. So be a part of our lead team. I also have on the card, there's two lines at the bottom. If there's an area of ministry that is maybe not listed here, but you have a heart for, I want you to write that down because I want to help you find the things that God's called you to do. 
Maybe it's not on here. That's okay. We want to help you get plugged into the church or get plugged in to the community in the area that you feel God has called you to. So write that down. So turn this in today. You can turn it into me, guest services, the lockbox. But I just ask you to consider being a part of what God is calling our church to do to reach our community with the love of Jesus. There's also a QR code they're going to put on the screen. You can fill this card out digitally as well. You can scan it with your phone and and fill that out. But I just encourage you to respond today. Respond to this moment and the area of ministry that God is putting on your heart. And then I want to invite you to come this upcoming Wednesday here in the sanctuary at 7 p.m. We're going to have an informational gathering as well as prayer meeting. And we're going to go over these different areas of ministry. We're going to go into detail about them, share our heart behind them and how you can get involved. And then we're going to have a time of prayer, praying for our community. So if you have any interest, I encourage you to get here Wednesday night so you can hear more about how you can get involved. But I just want to say that we are all a part of the body of Christ. We all have a place that we belong. We all have a ministry that God is calling us to. And I just encourage you to step out in faith and be obedient to the area that God is calling you to do. Maybe you want to be on one of our serve teams. That's great. Do that. Maybe it's Street Hope or GC Families. That's great. Do that. Whatever area God is tugging on your heart, I just encourage you to step out in obedience. And I truly truly believe that as we begin to step out of our comfort zone and we begin to go after the lost sheep in Tallahassee, Florida, I'm telling you, God is going to show up not only in this church, but in this city. He's going to do something powerful. Amen. I just want to end with this because I feel like I need to say this. You are never too old and you're never too young. No matter your past, no matter your past mistakes, what you've done, God wants to use you for his glory. God wants to use you for his glory. So I just encourage you this morning to respond to what the Lord is saying, that he wants to bring hope to our community. Amen. Amen. Kelsey, stay here. I want, we're going to pray over Kelsey and give her, we're going to install her to her position. Those that I've asked to come or any of her family that want to join, I want you to join her on stage. We're going to pray over her uh, this morning. So would you, would you come just stand behind Kelsey this morning? So Kelsey, um, when God was forming you, he gave you a heart for lost and broken people, okay? And I don't know exactly how all that works, but you always had a heart for the broken. You've had eyes that see needs. You have ears that hear her cries, okay? And that's part of the call that God's placed upon your life. Now, those of you would know Kelsey's dad, Larry Quinn, Wonderful man of God, one of our deacons here, passed away a few years ago, and uh, I'm not sure how things work in heaven, if you can really witness things that happen on earth, but if that's possible, he is peering over, looking at this moment with a big smile. But a few years ago, Kelsey, your dad wrote some words that I feel like are appropriate at this moment that I want to read to you. Dearest Kelsey, our story is written by God. A journey in life is never a straight line or a path to God, 
but consistent of a winding trail, ups and downs, good and bad. Inside of us, God has put a dream, an inner desire of purpose and spiritual peace of our life's puzzle. Uh, if we could just read this book now, what would it reveal? In life, we all have seasons and times of deserts when God is preparing us. Often this time in the desert is greater than the time of fulfillment, but this time of fulfillment, as short as it is, is going to be worth it all to the moments that you've spent in the desert. Do not be anxious. Try to make things happen before their time. You were sent here for a special purpose. Anytime a child is sent, there is a great great spiritual purpose for them. I've seen you separate yourself, experience times of loneliness, but I believe you have an extraordinary call. You were born with a great struggle to be here, and you've had to overcome so many things in your life, but this is part of the preparation of what God has for you. It's in this struggle that our prayer is produced and set in our heart. It is the prayer that we pray over uh, late at night when we're all alone. Any time in history when there's great turmoil and separation from God, God is raising up a generation that will fulfill his plan, his purpose for a troubled and lost world. You will be part of this generation. Love your dad. So, Kelsey, not only has God called you and prepared you for this moment, but this church is sending you out. And we want to pray over you. I want you to kind of gather, put your hand upon Kelsey, and we are going to pray over her this morning, and we're going to install her as our missionary today. So, Lord, we thank you for this life. God, from the time she breathed her first breath, Lord, there was a call upon her life. Lord, there was a heart at a very early age for broken and hurting people. And God, we sense your call. We sense the Holy Spirit's call and direction upon this moment. And Lord, we yield to that call and that sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. But right now, Lord, we as a church, we send Kelsey as our representative to broken and hurting people. God, we pray that you would use her heart and her, her eyes and her ears, Lord, to heal and to bring grace, Lord, to be a ladder to help those out of the ditch. Lord, we pray the powerful presence of God to rest upon her. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit guide her. Open doors. Bless her hands, Lord. We pray for resource. We pray for teams. God, we pray that you would use this historic moment in our church for your glory. And God, we pray a fresh anointing and touch upon Kelsey's life. And Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you give the Lord praise this morning? Would you give the Lord praise? Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Lamar Creel, I want you to come here. I want you to stand. We're ending Vision Sunday this morning, and I asked Lamar, who was the pastor here for 25 years, to just, if there was anything on his heart that he wanted to say, and then to, to pray a prophetic prayer over this congregation and I want us to receive these words and this prayer because we're not just going to go through the routine this year. This is a big move, big readjustment, big reorder, but it's so that more people in troubled areas and dangerous parts, people that don't have it all together can hear the gospel. Lamar, would you come and address us this morning? 
Thank you, Pastor. Kat and I have been blessed and encouraged since uh, returning back to Tallahassee in July. Uh, we resigned from a role, but we didn't resign from a calling. And this, this body of believers here in Tallahassee have been a part of our lives for many, many years. We came here as uh, potential students to go to Florida State, and we visited this church, and we never left. <laughs> you people treated us like family right away, and uh, we have invested a lot of years, some effort. I've got a wedding ring invested in that building back there in the walls, Pastor. <laughs> We were pouring zonalite and insulation in those cells of the box, and I lost my ring. Kat kind of questioned me kind of stiffly about that to make sure that was the case. But if you want to tear down the walls to see if you can find it, <laughs> no, don't do that. Well, I'm so thankful. I, we, our hearts have been encouraged and blessed as we've joined you in worship and we sense what has been communicated to you, the vision and the stirring of God upon our lives. There's a scripture that came to my heart. Pastor called me this week and just alerted me to be ready to pray with you. And the scripture came to me, from I believe, from the Lord. And it was from Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world, a city Set on a hill cannot be hidden. Who did Jesus speak those words to the first time? Fishermen, farmers, housewives, tax collectors, a motley crew. Only Jesus could see that God intended to take these people and use them to change the world forever. What does it mean? You are the, the light. You are the light. That's what he said to them. You are the light. I was, a few weeks ago, I was turning off the lights, getting ready to go to bed. And I flipped the switch and the light went out. And immediately that room was enveloped in darkness. Just in a moment. And I thought about it. And I flipped the light again, and immediately the darkness disappeared, and light filled the place. And it spoke to my heart. And Jesus said, darkness cannot withstand the light. But the truth is, in the absence of the light, and of course, he's not talking about the sun, S-O-S-U-N. He's talking about the sun S-O-N. But amazingly, he was talking about individuals that didn't look qualified to the world. But he knew who they were and who they could become in the hands of a God who so loved the world that he gave his son. And I believe today he's saying that to us, to us at Generations Church, you are the light. So often it's easy to lament the darkness. 
and observe evil that's penetrating in so many areas of our world. But the answer is this, you are the light. And I believe it means that we have something they need. We have something they need. We know him who can change our lives because each one of us, I stand here not as one as perfect, but as one who has over and over experienced the grace of a forgiving God. And all of us fit that category. And all of us surrender to God, become light. So many are searching. Our world is filled with searchers today, looking for a new thrill, a new device, a new vocation, a new career. But we have what they need. We know who they need, and they need Jesus Christ. Now, no, we are not the light. We are mere reflectors of the Son, the Son of God, the Redeemer of this world. And I just challenge you and join with you today in saying yes to this vision for 2023, but for the rest of our lives. Serving God together, we can make a difference in Tallahassee. Tallahassee can have a new history written by people transformed by his light. Amen. Amen. Will you pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you. I just come, first of all, simply, humbly to say thank you. None of us deserve the grace that you have freely poured out upon each one of us. But we are so thankful. We thank you that you so love the world. And the world includes Tallahassee, but is not limited to Tallahassee. We've heard the testimonies of how even this group of people have touched a vast numbers of people around the world. Thank you, but that love so your heart beats for this city, capital city of Florida. And we pray now, God, that you would help us be empowered, emboldened, so that we can go and serve and share the light that you have placed in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. We love this guy right here. Amen. We've been singing this song that I want to sing. It's going to be our statement of faith for this upcoming year, okay? So we're not just going to sing it. These are declarations that we are making. We're believing God to do on our behalf. So I want you to sing it. I want you to believe it, but I want you to declare it. Brent, lead us in that this morning. <clears throat> You walked in sin, you're gonna walk out here. And if you walked in bound, you're gonna walk out free. It's just a legend of his name. Oh, just a legend of his name. Oh, just a legend of his name. Everything can change, everything can change. If you want Just a mention of his name. Just a mention of his name. Just a mention of his 
for your hand to rest upon this house. God, we pray in every way that you're going to raise up people who've already been feeling a tug in certain areas. And today is a confirmation of that, of that nudge that that's from you. We pray upon this house. We pray for healing. We pray for salvation, Lord. We pray for restoration, addictions to people with addictive behaviors to be set free. Those with the, the deliverance would be set free from the power of God. Those sick in body, Lord. Those that are far away from you, we proclaim salvation. We ask for a harvest, Lord, to come to this house. God, we pray the hand and the blessing and the grace of God. Let it rest upon us. Give us a fresh anointing, a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let it rest upon this place, Lord. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming this morning. I know it's a little longer. I apologize about that. Hey, take your cards. I'm going to be at the front. If I can pray with you, talk to you about anything. Kelsey's going to be in the foyer. Uh, remind you about the meeting Wednesday. We're going to talk about these things and we're going to pray. A little different version on the prayer meeting. But we want to uh, get you involved as much as we can. We believe this is going to be another historic year for Generations Church for the glory of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org 
or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.